It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, Tyvis Powell, Jason Lloyd, plus... You're loving him. Mikey McNuggets. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show starts now. Booyah. Booyah indeed. Happy Thursday to everyone. Bull looks like he's going to Hawaii. What's I the wish occasion? I was going Pro Bowl. I got to take this out every once in a while. It's a nice look. I do love it's 50 uh, degrees outside and suddenly Bull thinks it's balmy out. Yeah, well, I'm going to Florida four week, uh, 30 days exactly. I can't wait. From now. <laughs> 30 days from Would today. I sent, I sent him a, an uh, in-depth <coughs> comprehensive yes, I list that. of eat spots in Clearwater, St. Pete, and Tampa, depending on where you are. Yeah, I'm having a – so we're going with another family, my wife and I and my yeah. son. And uh, we're having a Zoom meeting with the other family because they don't live around here. Right. To uh, plan this weekend to like go over the restaurants and do all that stuff. Nice. Because so, yeah. there's a famous steakhouse that you I think you mentioned before. I don't think you put it on the list because we talked about Burns. called Burns. Which yeah, is I did put it on the list. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that it's already sold out. It's very difficult for the, the, the whole time I'm going to be there, and that's five, you know four and a half weeks to five it, weeks from now. Is that something that you would like to get into? I, I know mean, some what, people. Nah, you know we got a big group. It's okay. a lot of kids, so okay. I don't I worry. But sometime when I go there, just adults. I'd like I always to go. used to say when I lived there, yeah. that's an adult restaurant. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, I want to go there with four get kids. Anything out of a fifty dollar no. eight ounce piece of meat? No. Probably not. My son puts uh, ketchup on steak. So <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my heart. Yeah, that's he your biggest, on everything. That's your biggest oh, red heart. mark as a father, boy. Do, do I'll you, be honest. Do you have a spreadsheet for the vacations? Oh, uh, yes. Um, it's in process. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's that is next right. level. It's crazy. Most of it just says do nothing. But uh, <laughs> that's the best yeah, vacation. That's, that's most of the vacation. You know, I like that. I, I'm more of a spontaneous guy. Yeah. Like, you know, kind of take it as you go. I have some ideas, like kind of a base guideline. But I'm not organized enough to do that. But if you think about it, a vacation, depending on how much you take in a year, is really your getaway for at least a six-month stretch. And I know you had said you haven't done this uh, yes. in a very long time. We haven't so gone you've got to plan it. Yeah, I mean, we went to Seattle and Chicago a couple of summers ago for a few days. But we haven't gone away in the winter since like 2019. Oh, uh, enjoy oh, it. And this is the longest <clears throat> vacation I'm taking since my honeymoon in 2010. 2010 no so. kidding. Guys, we've got to ask this. <laughs> so I'm very excited. I, as, a, as a black man, um, I feel it's my duty to ask this of yeah. all of the white gentlemen <laughs> on the mm-hmm. on the panel. Yeah. Because we don't, I don't think we do this. Um, you don't go on vacation. No, no, no we go on vacations. <laughs> However, yeah. you don't plan. we don't go on vacation with non-family members in different families. We've never done that either. So I was going to ask, I that. mean, what is the criteria for saying? You got to really like them. You got to really like them. I am going out of town. I'm going to eat birthday cake with you. Yeah. I'm going to swim. I'm yeah. going to defer to what steakhouse yeah. you and your wife. That's like having two wives. 
Like he's you. This how, what is no, the criteria for this? In, in my case, it's like three wives. Because the other couple we're going with is two women. So yeah, so it can so be difficult. Three, so getting all three on the same page can be tough. What was that show? You know big love. Bulls yeah. living big love. <laughs> that sounds like a TV show. Yeah, it does. Um, I, what we've always done, yeah. and and we just when we were in in Florida in November for yeah. the baseball tournament, it was a little different because we we were yeah. very busy playing baseball, but we tried to maximize our evenings and do fun stuff. I have a very simple rule. If we can all get on the same page and everybody wants to do the same thing, lovely. But if you want to do your thing and we want to do our thing tonight, no harm, no foul. Right, yeah. right. Do you. And, you know, as it worked out, probably of the eight or nine nights that we were there, four or five, we did group things. Are they and in the same home as four you? we did. Yeah, well, three of them were. Okay. Yeah, because it was a big house. Big yeah. house, right. A lot of space. But we I, barely even bumped into ask. each other yeah. except for the main we, kitchen. Are you guys room. staying all in one house? We are staying in one Woo! house. Yeah. That's yeah. big doing. It's, it's a four-bedroom right? house. Yeah, you'll never bump into them if you yeah, don't want so to. My wife and I will stay in one room. The other couple will stay in the other. And then they have three kids, two girls and a boy. So yeah. my son will stay with their boy who's younger. He's like seven. And then the two girls, and will, the stay two girls will stay together. And yeah. there we go. we got a giant pool. We're right on the bay. It's going to be amazing. You'll have a blast. You'll okay. have so much fun. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but, I, I don't, but it's the second time I've done it with another family. We traveled. There's a family that used to live here, uh, but they moved out to Seattle a few years ago. Yeah. That we're very, My wife and I are very close with, and they're like family to us. So I, I enjoy it, but I would only travel with like friends that I'm really tight with, and I know they're similar type of people to, to me. To initiate G Bush, and I yeah. guess you haven't done this either, yeah. to the club, I think what we should do is rent a seven-bedroom house, <laughs> and it's a UCSS vacation, yeah. and we all go, and we live stream the whole damn thing. Well, oh, I was saying, yeah, that sounds like I, real oh, Jay, I had already suggested to, this to for I, years. I don't know if I talked about it with Steve or I talked about it with Mike, but I said, if, you know, Unfortunately, it's not the case, but I had said a few weeks ago, if the Browns make the Super Bowl, you know, we, we got to go. I said, let's get an Airbnb and we'll all stay there. That would have been fun. Yeah. yeah, that would have been a blast. Jason, I'm telling you, man. Look, I, I, well, maybe what I want to do is we, we leave the family out of it. Like, like McNuggets just said, I've been trying to do this for years. I want to do a, a Cleveland um, sports media reality show. And for two weeks, we take every single name guy that's in the industry. I want to see Jason Lloyd with King Carmen. And Aaron Goldhammer, and Tony Rizzo, ooh, ooh. and Tony Grossi, including Jonathan Peterlin. I want to see Dustin Fox. How long before yeah. Gerard Cherry? Yeah. And, and, and here's twenty-eight minutes in, in the house. We have challenges, right? Yeah. We have best monologue, best written piece, mm. tag team shows, and then people get eliminated by doing that. Yeah, you gotta right. leave the house. You gotta leave the house. Hey, bro, your monologue was trash. <laughs> It was horrible, Get bro. up out of here. Get up out of here. And then, of course, you go out and hang out and do different things. Yeah. And guess what? When alcohol gets flowing oh and the drinks get to going and people's pocketbooks get to moving around and they start big-wigging each other, and I'm going to be right in the corner like, yeah. yeah this is what I wanted. That whole plan let, let me ask is you this you question, and then we'll, go, we'll start with Mike. Go ahead, what? No, I'm saying in G's whole plan, here's the grenade that's the best content. You get everyone a couple of drinks in and just say analytics and walk away. Oh. <laughs> say analytics and walk away. Or Baker Mayfield. Oh, yeah. oh. So on the football. I, I'm wondering this. I just have a question. That's if crazy. we were to do that and we were to do our show 11 to 1 every day from yeah. the vacation home. What right. you can do. We have the technology to do that. We can do that. Yeah. And then every night from 7 to 10, we flip the switch inside the home and it's just whatever the hell we want to talk about. Right. right. God knows where that might go. Oh, my God. Think of where our text chain went yesterday. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> would we have more? 
yeah. than 27 viewers. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you slid that in Oh, there. wow. That hey, was a long way to go to commit we murder. Do video. Damn, he, <laughs> we could do a video of Damn. G. Bush taking a dump, and that would have a 1,000 views. A thousand. He did a birthday stream at G. Bush's house. Of, I'm done. That's true. Just standing there. That's saying, true. At G. G. Bush's birthday party. <laughs> Earl, myself, Mike, that was and G. My son. Was that it? I think so. I think that was it. We just went on on camera for like I don't know, fifteen minutes, fifteen twenty minutes, and it got even live. It had. A few hundred. Hey, we actually got some, really? some more Browns breaking news. So let me Ooh. do a read. Let's hop right okay, into it. Let's we get legit into actually it, have some breaking news here. Another <laughs> offensive coordinator candidate in Berea today for an interview. I'll tell you who it is after a quick word from FanDuel. But the NFL regular season is wrapped up. Still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when they place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets. Win or lose, the best part about FanDuel is the app is so easy to use and there are so many different ways to bet, including live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the Explorer tab. You can make parlays in the new Parlay Hub, which is the best and easiest way to find popular parlays and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. I'll show you guys a winning ticket later in the show, but we have breaking news here. Mary Kay just tweeted one second ago, Kellen Moore in Berea for an offensive coordinator interview today, as well as Brian Johnson, the former Eagles offensive coordinator who was fired. Mike, Tom uh, Pelissero had that first. Mary oh, Kay sorry, even Ma put that in the tweet. No, that, sorry. I'm yeah. Kellen Moore. Yeah, Kellen, Kellen Moore. Kellen yeah. Moore, but he yeah. is in Berea for an interview today. Yeah. As that is name, Brian that Johnson. Name excites me. Mm -hmm. former, uh, Those two names, Cowboys. thoughts yes. on Kellen Moore and Brian Johnson. Yeah. Let's go. Wasn't Kellen Moore with the Chargers this past year? Most recently, yeah. I think he yes. was. He was with the Cowboys, he with Cowboys prior to that. Before. I, I mean, wasn't he Boise State? Yeah, he was Boise right. State quarterback. Lefty. Then yeah. he was the Cowboys offensive coordinator mm -hmm. until last season. They yeah. let, let him go. He went to the Chargers. Right. Was the Chargers offensive I, coordinator? I don't know. All I'll say about that him. is the Chargers had their worst season. I'm not. I'm not saying it's his fault necessarily. They had their worst season, and the Cowboys. Had their Dak, Dak Prescott had his best season this year. How much we get Mike McCarthy that? calls the plays. Did he when when? Uh, I'm not sure he did when Kellen Moore was, Moore was, was the play caller. I, I have Dallas. a vague well, I'm talking about Moore calling plays. Yeah, now he does. I'm talking about now. Yeah, now he yeah, does. Yeah. I, see, that's the hard part about it, man. I can't really get into it. I can't really just jump off the roof. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Because I don't know what's going on with these play calling. Like, I don't... Until I see who it is, because you know what we're going to naturally do. If it's a guy that we don't really know much about, and he really ain't no big name, we're like, no, Stefanski's still calling the plays. Mm-hmm. I don't. Well, we're going to talk about that later in the show. <laughs> Will he? Should he? Well, we should just get into it now. No, Mike. I mean, if well, but, 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 real quick. Yeah. Brian Johnson. Let's talk. He's in for an interview. Yeah. They've already I completed all their. Uh, they've completed the Rooney Rule 
requirements, so they're right. allowed to offer any candidate at any time. Brian Johnson, Eagles fans were thrilled that he was let go. Steve Becker, EP, was doing dances. That he was doing the Irish jig, allegedly, as soon as they let him go. Does he excite you that. as an offensive coordinator candidate, potentially? Then we'll talk Kellen Moore real quick. Then we'll talk about Stefanski okay, calling so plays. Because it all, it all goes hand in hand. Jay, what are you... They've, they've covered the gamut on these guys, right? Like They've, they've, they've really sp- spread a wide net, which you want to do in this instance. You want to talk sure. to a bunch of different people, as many people as possible, steal ideas from whoever. Uh, the Johnson thing, I mean, he's been up for head coaching interviews in this cycle. He interviewed with the Titans and the Falcons, I think. You know, I always wonder though, is is he just the Rooney Rule I know. requirement? It's, I know. Boy. It's so it's so Boy. disappointing. You don't know who is being used to check that box Boy. and who is a legitimate candidate. It, the, For years that was Eric Bieniemy. I know. Ultimately, it's a good thing because your name's out there, right? Sure. Ultimately, but there is it, it is unfortunate that we have to say, well, are they just out there to check the box or are they a legitimate candidate? Right. That's it's frustrating to say, but I mean, he's a he's a big name. If he's a big enough name to be getting head coaching interviews, you know. What, but what's your intel from why things got so far off the rails in Philly, and what role do you think he played in it? I mean, any? it they were rolling this year; it was popping, and then the whole thing unraveled. And clearly, to me though, that was with the DC change. To me, that's when the wheels fell off the bus. They've cleaned house with all their coordinators yeah. now. Their offense was a disaster in the playoffs. Yeah, though, in that playoff. Well, game. the team at that the point, I thought was. the cancer. Yeah. Infested the whole yeah, body. Yeah, to ahead, me, G. the start of it was the yeah. defense. Can I throw this out there? I, I, maybe we anointed Jalen Hurts a little too early. I mean, I, 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 I like Jalen Hurts, but let's not act like he, he has these same problems dating back to college. Like he can throw the football, but he's not deadly accurate. You're not going to give Jalen Hurts the football and be like, oh my goodness, it's 80 yards to go, and he got to lead him down the field. Like I just don't know if Jalen Hurts. Is is that dude like? Well, it goes to the whole talk about we anoint people all real time. quick. Yeah, we do. Like, I mean, even with C.J. Stroud, as great as he was, he's got to do it again. Right. It's it's not. It wouldn't be unprecedented if C.J. took the route of Tua and Jalen because I thought Tua was anointed too soon. Yeah. And I don't know. I think we've got to see it. You always say you want to see it a second year. Yeah, Hell, at least three years is better. Like when you sure, see it with yeah, three yeah. years with Herbert, you're like, okay. I think when you get to two, you know. I think when you you can do it with two. I, I was at, with Burrow. I was there at probably even before two. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence and is another one. Trevor, we gave Trevor Lawrence. Yes, yeah, that's Trevor true. I've, I've never been that's as high on like, him man, as everybody else. Is he gonna be that good? Yeah. I, I don't see it. It's just and it looks like he he had a good year. He took a little bit of a step back. Maybe some injuries involved. Um, and then you, you throw that in the mix and you have a bad season. And part of that, G, is Shane Steichen, who we just saw in Indianapolis, get the most out of Gardner Minshew in a way we didn't expect. Yeah. was calling plays for Jalen Hurts last season. He mm. goes, you lose your, I don't want to call him a superstar mm. coach, but he was, as a rookie coach, did a phenomenal job in Indianapolis. Yeah, he did. They go it wasn't to like Hurts had a terrible year. Offense, it wasn't terrible. No, but there was, wasn't as good. There was a drop There was regression. Yeah, there was sure. regression. And you know what? It's... it's, it's I think that's becoming more the rule. The, the, the guy like the Mahomes and the Burrow who really didn't have that. Yeah, most me... everybody else has that at some point because the league is reacting to what it is that you're doing. Well, look at Lamar won an MVP, and then the last two years fell off. Part of it because of injury, but yeah. he wasn't playing as well. He was not. Even I... when he was healthy, he wasn't as good, and now he's he's back to looking like one of the best quarterbacks of football. I'm I think he's pack. looking better now than he ever had. Yeah, I'm gonna make a pact to say, listen, I, I'm not. You know who's good? Patrick Mahomes. 
Everybody else, <laughs> I mean, he's in a class. Big, like, like he, I'm gonna just stop. Well, six straight AFC and, championship games. Yeah, like, you can't. This, he's in tier one by himself. I agree with that. Whatever yeah. you want to call it. I mean, I don't, there's I, nobody in and his class. And then there's Burrow and you know and Allen, some other and, guy, Allen, yeah, probably other Herbert with the right. You know, who knows what Harbaugh is going to do there now? But yeah, I think they're going to have the biggest. I think they're going to year in jump yes. and wins. See, we'll see, see, we got. They give talk. me no more excuses for Herbert. The, the, the roster is there, we and better, now the coaches. Hey, there. see, this is what happens, Cleveland Browns. All of a sudden, you got Harbaugh in your division. The team got a roster full of guys. They got pieces. We talked about it with with Sean Marion yesterday. That, yeah, same conference. same conference. And you, look, now you 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 got more teams to compete with. Oh, by the way, Aaron Rodgers is coming back. So I don't know how they're going to be. And Burrow's going to be healthy. Burrow's going to be healthy. Lamar Jackson is former MVP. Well, you but, hope all these guys are healthy. Obviously, there's no guarantee, but at least going into the season, you think. I do want to say the Eagles have also requested permission to interview Kellen Moore. So not just oh, the Browns, but the Eagles who just fired Brian Johnson are now looking to bring See, in Kellen Moore. There's got, a lot of moving parts fired? right now because so many teams are looking for coordinators. What is it? Nine? Is it eight? Nine? What's no, the, it's 13, 14. The Bengals just hired a coordinator. They promoted oh, yeah, so their take, quarterback take them coach. Off. It, it's a dozen. It's a dozen wow. right now. The Bengals and, and, and the head yeah, coaching jobs coach that are Dan still Pitcher. open. Dan Pitcher? Dan Pitcher. He was their quarterback coach the last What do you know years. about him? What should we know about him? I know that Joe Burrow loves him. So that's why I got the job. All right, well. Joe well, Burrow had a quote yesterday. They couldn't have picked a better. It would be impossible to pick a better guy. All right, well, well <laughs> they're going to be a good then, whatever. I was going to try to nitpick, and Joe Burrow likes him. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so, are we? if we had to go right now, yeah. just based on the limited knowledge that we have with Johnson, are we yeah. thumbs up or thumbs down on Johnson? I mean, I... Overall, when he was there, the op- yes, everything fell apart on that team at the end of the year. I'm blaming Sirianni for that. I know he's been able to blame the coaches. He threw Brian Johnson right under the bus. I know he did. Talk about yeah. uh, Stump Mitchell. I mean, Brian- Sirianni threw his OC right under the bus. I think Sirianni's on his last leg there. Oh, he is. Yeah. I mean, when you fire both the coordinators. <laughs> it's all on you now. It's all on you now. Wasn't he uh-huh. coach of the year last year, Sirianni? Was. Two, uh, no. Yeah, last yeah. 2022. Yeah, not twenty three. Coach of the year, to maybe he's on the hot seat now. That, it's not the first time we've seen quick. that. That is, that yeah, life comes at you fast in the NFL. And here's yeah. what I could give: I give Stefanski credit for over some of these other dudes. You don't see Stefanski. I got a lot of respect for him for this. We talked about it a little bit after the show. I was banging on the drum to get rid of uh, your boy. We'll say Joe Woods. The second he almost when he got here, we was talking about him after the the uh, Browns played the Chiefs. We're like, how do you let them the third and fourteenth with with uh, Chad Henney? Why, how do you let that happen? But I'll give I'll give his fancy credit. You know what he did? He said, "Look, I know he might not be the coach what we need to do right now at this point, but he let him finish the season. He didn't fire him in the season because he knows that is improper etiquette, and it it, it lights people up to say, you know what? It's the dumpster fire over there." Because why are you firing guys in the middle of the season? That means you made a bad decision. What he did, let him finish it out. Gave him his, never said anything bad about him, and then went on and hired somebody else. And by I, the way, Joe Woods did a decent job in Seattle. I mean, and in New Orleans. Because he did that. Seems like, at least. Joe Woods was able to get another job. If you get fired in the middle of the season, that's that means tough. it's a failure. It's harder, yeah, yeah. That means it's, it's like, you, you, you can't even be worked with professionally. So, now you look at Sirianni. He's won a coach of the year. But when you start getting guys moving out in the middle of the year, you start throwing people under the bus, people start side-eyeing you a little bit. You know, it's funny you mentioned Woods in New Orleans because I was actually thinking about that driving in. It didn't work here. Yeah. But it, it's 
better yeah, there. And right. Sometimes I mean, we're not paying as close attention. But, no, but, yeah. but they finish nine and eight or eight and nine. Better than they expected. Yeah, right. well, that's for sure. And their defense was pretty solid. Yeah. And, and I, I kind of make the same point with Brian Johnson. When you say, how do you feel about it? I'm like, well, I'm, it doesn't excite me right. necessarily. But you never know if a different fit, how a guy fits. Right. And in this instance, nobody knows the Eagles better than Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry. Barry came from there, and Stefanski grew up there and sure. loved the Eagles and, yep. and knows the organization well. That's why Philly was here for joint practices. So if they, there's a reason they're bringing this guy in. And I think in this instance, you would defer – if you if you if you have apprehension about it, I think you would defer to the guys that know that organization pretty well. That's true. For why they'd want to bring them in, is it sent you off the meter? No, not necessarily. But I'm. But is there anybody that would like? No, that, go, this, you go bananas the, the, for the whole thing. There's a couple guys. The whole maybe. thing is strange, and some of the names that came out early, you're like, at least I did. I think we talked about this when I called in the other day. Yeah. Like, well, that's not a play caller. Well, that's not no. a play caller. Yeah. Well, that's not a play caller. So what are you doing here, Kellen Moore? Maybe. He's been a play caller. Yeah, maybe. Uh, he has been a play caller. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I mean, in terms of, of right, of right. Fear. Oh, coming off the year he came off of, though, with the tools that he had there, maybe, maybe not so much. It, it, to me, Brian Johnson. Yeah, Brian yeah. Johnson, correct. Brian Johnson, Kellen Moore, like they're probably perfectly fine candidates. If I'm Kevin Stefanski, I'm not taking a backseat play caller. No way. What, no, what, I don't want to see. What that. have you? What have you said? Not Brian Johnson this year, but yeah. the Eagles Super Bowl run, Brian Johnson. Would you take that guy? Well, he was a quarterback he wasn't coach. The, oh, oh, he yeah. wasn't the coordinator then? No, he was no. Oh, well, okay. Steichen, yeah. Steichen, was, the Steichen was the coordinator. Sorry, buddy. We want buddy. to talk about play call. Let me do a read real quick. Then okay. we can you get can't, into how that affects that. what the Browns do next year. But if you're watching the YouTube show right now, we appreciate it. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Do us a favor. Help us out on the back end. It is completely free. Call <coughs> zero dollars, zero cents. And everyone from UCSS would really appreciate it. You talk about play callers. Kevin Stefanski has been the play caller for the Browns for the last four seasons. They've interviewed some candidates, as Jason just alluded to, who have called plays in the past, some who have not. You could add more. You could add Johnson to the list. But the question for here is, and we'll start with this one because it's a two-parter. Should Kevin Stefanski be the play caller next season? And I know there's the variable of they don't have an OC yet, but I, all things I say equal, he should. should he be? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think he did a great job last year. If we went back in time to two years ago and these two said <laughs> yes, Stefanski should be the play caller, that's crazy. knock me as, over with a feather. As T. Bush always says, as you get new information into the system, yeah, man. and you're not willing to pivot, yeah. then y you're insane. Well, yeah. that's what's good about this show. We have nobody that's so pig-headed they can't change their mind. No, are, I am. Will, nah, <laughs> <laughs> Just ask Houston fans. You're, you're, more likely to, you're most likely to kill someone, <laughs> yeah. which we not. haven't discussed since that day I, I said that. It's probably me. Actually. There was a point in, <laughs> yeah. in his tenure here where I thought he was not doing a good job calling plays. Sure. I had even advocated that he should become the CEO and bring in someone and he should manage the whole thing and let someone else handle the play calling and same thing with the defense, as he does on the defensive side. I've changed my mind because this year, with what he had to work with, one wide receiver, five quarterbacks. <laughs> what the hell? How can you not No say? tackles. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's earned the right. You lose right, Nick yeah. Chubb. Somehow he, he's putting the pieces that he had and making a puzzle out of it. And that's what right. good coaches do. And I think at this point, if your ownership, the GM, whoever's making the decision, you got to say, do you trust Stefanski? Well, I, I don't know how you couldn't. And if you do trust him then you've got to allow him to make that decision. There are coaches who have called plays and at 
sometimes they change their mind and then they let an assistant call plays and maybe that will happen. But I think he's earned the right, in my opinion, if I were Jimmy Haslam, I would say, hey, Kevin, you want to keep call plays? Do you think that's going to happen? Because I agree with you. I think that that it Uh, should be up to him. But they've already said if Kevin's not calling plays, it's because Kevin doesn't want to. Right. Well, we know what play calling means to Kevin. Right. I don't believe. So I'm not going to buy it if Kevin suddenly steps forward and says, you know what? My play calling days are over. I'm going to be the CEO. I'm going to bring a new guy. I won't buy that. I I think we're all uh, influenced by things we've heard off the record. That's exactly right. And we've heard enough things off the record from more than one person that tells me that if Kevin Stefanski's not calling plays, it was pushed on him. I agree. Now, I don't know. We don't know that. At least I don't with 100% certainty. But I've heard it from enough people that I trust very much that I think it's pretty safe to say that if he loses his play calling, it was not his call. So I hope that doesn't happen. But no, I don't feel confident that it's not going to happen. Man, you know, I'll save that. I'll save that analogy for when, when we get to that. But the case for Kevin Stefanski keeping his play calling ability is, I said yesterday or a couple of days ago, we argued over Deshaun Watson. And I said he's only played 11 games, right? And if you're Kevin Stefanski, you're going you're to gonna want to go to the front office and say, hey, look, you're telling me in only 11 games while he's not practicing, I got to give up play calling. I haven't even... I haven't even worked with the guy. That's true. <clears throat> That's I haven't fair. even worked with him. Like, not even you know, a full season. Not a, we, we, he couldn't practice half that season. Then he got hurt. We was trying to mask him and mismatch and make sure that he could stay on the field. So I don't know why I would give up play calling for, uh, you know, 11 games when guess what? I, I need the opportunity to work one. And also Stefanski will, will know more about his personnel than anybody else that comes in there. Right, he knows what their skill sets are, weaknesses, and strengths. He's right, he's been here, of course. So that that informs your play calling when you want to call and dial certain things up because you know the personnel. Another guy is going to be blind to it. He's just going to come in and say, "Well, I'm going to run this play. You run that." And, and obviously, some fans are going to have some say. But I think that's that would be his main drawback and his rebuttal to saying, "Like, look, I know the team. I know how to call plays. And like Jason says, I'm mold- moldable. I know the game of football. Football." I, I can learn from anybody. I'll bring somebody in to learn, and I can I can implement that on the field. I'm not rigid. So, in that case, I you know it makes a pretty good cases not give it up. I've been trying to avoid this conversation because, like, and Bull, you alluded to it. You know, <clears throat> you hear so many things, and it's hard. Like this this stuff. I'm I, I don't I'm gonna sound like I'm getting on a soapbox. I'm not trying to get on a soapbox, but like it's hard sometimes to get to the root of the truth. And in my, in my role, like, that's what you try to do. You try to get to the truth, no matter where that. But in a lot of instances, this is a great example. It's a lot of he said, he said. So which side are you going to believe? And it's hard to get to the truth. And yes, we've heard a bunch of stuff. I've heard a bunch of stuff about this. But nothing that I have been able to confirm and get over the line to be able to report it and come out here and talk about it. And, a lot, and I agree with what you said. A lot of what, you know, it sounds like it would be taken from him, not necessarily he'd give it up. This is the only thing that I would say that maybe that there is validity to that he would willingly give it up. He did say on the record last year, I think it was in that Pardon My Take podcast, I think, but at some point, I know he said on the record, play calling is exhausting. Like, you have to make a decision every 30 seconds. Yeah. And... And when you think about it, it's true. Like, it's right. as soon as that plays over. While making other macro decisions. While making other macro like, decisions. what the hell is the defense doing? What if, what if, you know, 
And he did say, it's exhausting. Now, maybe he has gotten to the point in his career where he says, it's not worth it. And I need to, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not saying that's, well, well, but, but yeah. I know that he has said that yeah. publicly on the record in the but past. But there's also plenty of statements that he's made in the past that lead all of us to believe, public, that lead all of us to believe that he really enjoys play calling and wants to continue play calling. So, so he and, himself has been, it's a little bit of a mixed and, message. And that's why I go back to, like, it's so hard sometimes for us to come out here, at least for me, because, like, I like to say definitively, this is yeah, what I know. Sure. This is yeah. what I know. This is what, you know, this is yeah. what I'm reporting. And in instances like this, there's so much noise out there that it makes it very difficult to be able to come out and say definitively, this is what happened. This is why they're okay, doing so that. Okay, so let's separate... Because and this is hard for you because you deal in the world of facts, and in the media space, what we've seen more often as we've moved along the continuum is we've gone as an industry away from facts yeah. and into takes yeah. and opinions. Yeah. So let me ask you strictly an opinion now. I'm not asking you as a reporter yep. who is supposed to dig for facts. Yep. Your opinion. Do you think he will be the play caller? Do you think he should be the play caller? Honestly, truly, I don't know if he will be. I think he should be. Okay. And That's my answer, by the way. I assuming think he wants to be still. Assuming yeah, he wants to be. But if, like, gun to my head, I have to decide right now, yes or no, is he going to be the play caller? I would say no. I will say real quick, Jason, Mary Kay just tweeted that Kevin Stefanski, this is a quote from Mary Kay, Kevin Stefanski would likely have to turn play calling duties over to Kellen Moore to lure him here as an offensive coordinator. I'd rather have so, Kevin Stefanski calling plays than Kellen Moore. Yeah. So just, just what do we need to lure Kevin Moore, Kellen Moore for? Especially coming off the season that he's coming off yeah. of in L.A. It's not like he set the world on fire. No. And he had all the assets, all the tools. Yeah. Especially because he had a D.C. as the head coach. Right. right, so he was calling. So plays. he had. He was, he was the, the Jim Schwartz. The he was the Jim Schwartz of the Chargers offense. And even the head before coach Herbert got hurt, missed the He was Herbert was having his worst year, and they were having their worst year as an offense since Herbert's been there. And again, that doesn't mean he's a bad one bad no, year. No, but make it's not like he's year. a guy. Oh my God, we can't lose him. Yeah, yeah we got to give him play calling. Yeah, get right, him. Well, right. you do that at the peril of upsetting and potentially losing Kevin Stefanski. Am I making too much of the fact, because I've had one person tell me yes and one person tell me no, that they answered the extension contract the way they did, Andrew Barry, the Mm -hmm. other day. We like like Kevin. And that we're more than a week removed from the end of the season and there hasn't been any talk of we're in negotiations. Like, that concerns me a little bit. I don't think it's Andrew's call. Like I, okay, I, that concerns me even more. But but no, <clears throat> but I, I've I've made this point multiple times. Kevin was here first. I understand. Like that. Andrew's the boss. But it wouldn't be the first. But Kevin time, was here first. But it's happened. There are ex- examples of GMs that were brought in after the coach that later got rid of the coach. Yeah, but but was it really the GM or was it higher up? Well, that's, and and yeah. and that's why I think in this instance, I don't think it's Andrew's decision to hand Kevin the contract. I think it's Jimmy and Paul. Do you think it should mm-hmm. be? AB's decision? Because I do. I think that falls under his job description. A good owner hires good people and then gets the hell out of the way. Uh, Agreed. And in this instance, though, I I think that would be, I know you're going to throw that clipboard at me. I think it'd be Paul. (laughs) Because if you're, if you're hiring good people and good people you believe in. And again, I think Paul's role should be identifying those people. That's his role should not be what, what they do on third and six. 
Paul's role should be building the structure of the organization, identifying talent, identifying smart people, putting them in leadership positions, and then moving on. I'm not saying that is his role, but I think that should be <coughs> his role. So I, I think I think Kevin Stefanski, if you play in the Game of Thrones, um, sometimes you got to fall back. Sometimes you got to let go. Let it go. That's that Frozen. I'm sure you got kids. You all yeah. sing. Oh, I, I sang that song for years. <laughs> Let it go. Look, here's. It may seem like a, a step back, but here's what. Here's how you spin it. The last time you was in control of the offense, your team went to the playoffs with all these backups. If they want you to take a step back and give it to somebody else, sure. Let me go ahead and take two steps back. Now, what you do is you put the onus and the responsibility on those who are now in the office. Yeah, but let me give you one piece of information that might change that. Last year, the guy who was the offensive coordinator but didn't call the plays got fired. Mm-hmm. So this year... So who's going to be... If, if he's not calling the plays next year, mm-hmm. why couldn't he be fired too? Uh, I don't think he would be fired. You know who, who the play would go down on? The offensive coordinator and Deshaun Watson. It, well, it always goes down on the head coach. It can't go down on Deshaun. He's guaranteed for three more years. Yeah. Well, here, here, well here, here's another thing, too. If it goes down like that, and sometimes you in organizations, sometimes it's not a good fit because they set you up. Yeah. So maybe some, yeah. maybe it, his place is somewhere else that's better suited at the end of the day. I, I think Kevin's off the hot seat, right? Like yes. We can all agree on that. But to Jay's point, I've t- actually, I mean, I'll – I think I can say that Freddie was one of them. I remember talking to Freddie. Freddie's like, if I'm going down, I'm going down doing it my way. Like that's I'm, the way you should. I'm calling the play. Jackson said the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Like when they, who was the OC when Freddie was here? Munkin, wasn't it Munkin? Yeah. I think it and, was. And, but Freddie called wow. the plays. I'd forgotten about Freddie called the plays and Freddie's like, if I'm going down, I'm doing it my way. Right. Right. And he did go down. And the but idea, he did it his way. But the so, idea that. I did it my way. <laughs> the idea that the owner would say, hey, you've lost your play calling duties. you got to bring in an OC that. That, that to I, me is a real slap on the credentials. That's just. If I'm the if I'm Kevin Stefanski, I, I'm like, we just had a season where if I don't win Coach of the Year, I'm certainly in the conversation for it, and you're taking uh, and you're, <laughs> and you're saying way, something negative about me. You're replacing you, me. You've lost you're faith. You're replacing in me. me. By the way, right. a coach who wins Coach of the Year twice in four years is making like fifteen million dollars on his next contract. Sure. Do you know how many like, times it's ever happened? I bet it, once a, or a handful. I went back and looked. It's been. A, I think Belichick did it a couple times, right? No, actually, I have a graphic, Steve. Give me a 242. It's happened six times in NFL history. Wow, I wouldn't guess that three times, times in the last 40 years. A couple of more. Well, let's see old. the names that have done it. Rivera, Bruce, right? Bruce Arians most recently, two times in four years. So if Stefanski wins it this year, it'll be the second time in four years. Bruce Arians in 2012-2014. Mike Dickett, 85-88. Joe Gibbs, 82-83. They've got to go all the way back to Ali yeah. Schum- uh, Sherman, Don Shula, and George Hallis. All right. That's it? Well, there's there's, some, there's two times some big in four names on that years. list. There's a bunch of guys that have done two times in five years. Okay. It's Maybe funny because you don't put – like, I don't think of Bruce Arians as a great coach personally. No, I, I, certainly I don't, don't either. I don't think of Kevin Spansky as a great coach. I think he's a good coach, but I wouldn't put him with, with uh, well, but Joe Well, the surprise to me is that Belichick never did it, but you know there's always been a backlash it, against the guy that's just not just beating everybody but boat racing right. the whole thing. Well, well you have the, the greatest of all time. are the most surprising teams, not the best. Usually, yeah. Well, I was going to say this later, but, you know – as I went to counseling back in the day, uh, you know, I would go to a counselor and he would say, you know, when I got married, he said, hey, you, you know, you're supposed to change uh, when you get married, right? And I said, yeah, I am changed. He said, no. He said, you've been in this in this meeting and you've mentioned 
uh, four or five other different groups of people. You've mentioned your mom, your dad, your family, your friends, your coworkers. You never mentioned yourself. You, you haven't mentioned your wife. Oh. And when you get married, your wife is right there with you. Nobody comes before your wife at all. And in the world of football, no one comes before the quarterback. We haven't had, we had a bunch of girlfriends. We had no wife at quarterback. We gave Deshaun Watson a bunch of money. He, we are married for better right. or worse. We didn't have girlfriends. We had one night stands. One night, yeah. right, right. <laughs> yeah, with, for, with, but, a, with an ugly chick at three in the morning. And STDs and penicillin so shots. We are and, here. We are here with this wife. And, and we're hey, not, they're stuck with us. We're the ugly guy. Yeah. We're we yeah. not arguing, but Deshaun Watson yeah. is who you're married to. So, Jimmy Haslam, whether he likes Kevin Stefanski or not, or he likes what the other team and pieces of parts are, you have to side with your wife. Well, you know, that's a great point, G, because Jimmy Haslam's legacy is in the balance here. Yes. His legacy to this point is unsatisfactory. Or to use your word, underwhelming. Well, I would say, you know, it's shocking. If he's going to turn it around, it's going to be with number four. You That's it. He's, he already I, I made his money. He would say that. There are a lot of fans that think Jimmy's a great owner. Well, you know and I know exactly yeah, where that, that is, goes. Yeah. That is... Again, I mean, it's out there from from our UCSS poll. Yeah, he was the best owner in town. Oh even if you even if you didn't put it that way, because in that poll you have to pick somebody. Well, there were three choices. One of no, them I won a championship. I, I hear one you. has done a lot with little. You could argue at this point that you don't like any of the owners here. Well, and that's a very good argument. Uh, but but if you just put a poll up, is Jimmy Haslam a good owner? Yes or no. You would get at least 50% would say yes. You want to do it right Give now? Give it a shot. Do it. I'll Let do it ride. It. Also, Bill Belichick is on that list. I did. He did. Oh, I counted wrong, so it's seven. Okay. But his job. his was four apart. It was I think Rivera did too. I just texted you. I'm almost positive. Ron Rivera? Yeah. Ron Rivera. Yeah, I'm telling you. I just looked this up. Could it have been with two different teams? I, maybe. It was with two different It would have had to have been. Yeah. I'll, I'll look teams. up the Rivera one in a second. I think Hold it was on. Rivera. I think he's on that list, too. All right. And, 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 you know, when you hear about it, you hear about Kraft, like Belichick. I was watching uh, ESPN the other day. He said, you know what? Bill Belichick right now, Robert Kraft, is second-guessing the decision to let Bill Belichick run Tom Brady out of town. He said, Bill told me this guy couldn't play anymore. Here, he said that? Here I see. Him winning championships. Wait, he said that publicly? I didn't well, see that. Well, no, no, no. The, 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 that's the, the, oh, that's what people well, say. No, no, go read the Seth Wickersham story. Oh, I didn't see it's that yet. phenomenal oh, wow. on how it unraveled. And so. Because, yes, it's in that story that Rivera or Kraft says he told me Tom couldn't play anymore. And when you see that, and now people, there's a reason why Bill is only getting these little interviews with the Falcons. I mean, do you want to give him, turn it all over, all over to him? To me, we had the, the long, lifelong situation that says, which is more important? The quarterback or the head coach? It's the quarterback. It's the quarterback. If you have the right quarterback. If you got the right guy. If you have the right quarterback. It's the quarterback. Yes. If you have a mid-tier or bottom quarterback, then it's the coach. Well, I would say there's only a handful of examples in recent memory where an organization picked the coach. Yeah. Obviously, in Kansas City, let me ask you this. What if Andy Reid walked in tomorrow and said, it's me or it's Patrick? Bye, Andy. Bye, Andy. We love having you here, but, you know, good luck wherever you go. Yeah. But Uh, now this comes back to the the, six straight conference title games. Deshaun won playoff win. There's quite a gap here in what we're talking about. He's got the the contract. He's got the ring. 
but he ain't got the resume. Right. That's so. So, so that, and now you like. Yeah. Sometimes. Which is why I was so surprised he got the contract. Well, so typically the resume comes before the. They contract. They were so desperate. With second contract. They were so desperate. I, I know a lot of people that uh, that got. I know a lot of people that their wife died. They mid fifties. Got a lot of money on their hands, and they meet somebody walking up, looking twenty-five, shapely. Robert they, Kraft. They make a whole lot of bad decisions. <laughs> Robert Billionaire in America. Robert Kraft. You're right. Hey, Jay's like that's half my friends. Stop <laughs> I'm still working out for the, the comedy show. I'm still working for the comedy show, man. I was just joking. Uh, uh, I would laugh at that. Yeah. Because <laughs> you probably ain't wrong. Yeah, yeah, I set it up. I set it up cool. Like, go ahead. Oh, just wait till you hit that midline. Oh, yeah. listen. Listen, you, be, I, you start first. It starts with shoes. Then it goes to cars. Then it's backyard renovations. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, but, but to get back to the, the 30 for 30. On Deshaun Woo! and Baker and all that. Oh my God! Is going to be that phenomenal? That, yeah, it that will. because it's going to cover about a twenty-year period because you can't tell the Baker story without saying all the all the L's because they're going to put Johnny in there. Oh, for sure. Jo- Brandon Whedon, Bra- like Johnny trapped in under there? the flag. Oh my God! But really, just Woo! you're right. There's a big scope there, but when you hone in yeah, on and, the dynamics yeah. and the cities that were touched by it, right? Carolina. Mm-hmm. L.A. tangentially for a minute, Tampa, Houston, Cleveland. There is so much going on with the fallout from the Baker Deshaun yeah. decision that I think before it becomes a thirty for thirty, Baker has to solidify himself as a starter into his thirties because if he disappears, people will forget. And I think Deshaun has to have some kind of a turnaround here. Yeah. And it's going to be one hell but of a like 30 the, for 30. The butterfly effect. If Carolina guarantees the whole contract, Deshaun's in Carolina right now. Period. Yeah. Repeat Car- that. If, if Carolina was willing to guarantee the whole contract, Deshaun would be in Carolina. Carolina flat out told him. Wow. I wrote that. So they were the other team? Well, they were. I mean, there was four. There was New Orleans, Atlanta, Carolina, Miami, and Cleveland. What's, what's, uh, what's a little troubling to Miami me about early. that is none of those four franchises – are known, although Atlanta maybe I would throw out, but the other three, and Atlanta was his hometown. Atlanta was his hometown. So I think the other three, they're not known for making great decisions. No, I Carolina talk- right now can't get out of its own. Way. I know. Well, well, who would have been the? We don't know who would have been the Browns' quarterback. Well, that's the butterfly effect of the whole question. thing. You assume you would have stuck with Baker for another year. He well, was under- although Kevin Baker- has said he was ready to move forward with Baker, thought he could win with. He Baker. was under contract. Well, yeah, but what's he going to say? I mean, what else is he going to say? But remember. When the Browns tried and initially failed for Watson, that's when Baker wanted to be traded. It even, was, be, even before yes. they actually made the trade. It was after word came out that yes. they were making a strong play because right. Baker said he was lied to. Yeah. What's the truth on that? We may never know. He was at, Baker was at a, a Morgan Wallen concert with uh, Wyatt Teller when he found out that the Browns were going to see Deshaun. Like, that's how I found out. Right. They were at a concert. It's just wild. That's what I'm saying. Like, the little right. nugget details so of this now, whole thing they would have had be would have Wyatt will have a role you in You would have had all oh, these yeah. draft picks. Let's say Baker had the same season he had last year, just for example. Okay. Well, the Browns would have let him walk. Sure. Now, if he had a good year, they would have probably kept him. But if he had had the same year as last year, he would have walked. The Browns would have had first-round picks. It probably would have been somewhat high. Maybe they would have drafted. Who knows? You know, I mean, we'll never The know. butterfly effect <laughs> is crazy off the whole thing. Or, or look at it this way. Yeah. Uh, what if he had the year that he had in Tampa this year? Probably like, then, they, then he gets then they his extension. Him to an extension. He gets his. Ex- I mean, sure right, he does. So we'll never oh, know. What but. if he just took the, the reported 
30 million that was on the table. Was after. it ever that high? No, I, I don't think I never no. heard it was that high. No. I heard it was in the 20s. No, in the mean, lower 20s. So, what, uh, 22 a year? I just heard low 20s. Yeah. So, if you if they offer you 22 million a year, and he, like, but at the time, he probably was like, I talk, one I, talk, I talk to people who were in Houston with the Texans. I, I shouldn't say one. I talked to one person who was fairly high up with the Texans, who was part of the negotiations with the trade, who thought he was going to New Orleans. They thought, like, the Texans organization, yeah, the Texans organization thought he would wind up in New Orleans. And then when Carolina wouldn't guarantee the whole contract, it flipped everything. And I wrote that. That's how the Browns got back into it. When Carolina refused to guarantee the whole thing, that's when Cleveland got back into it. See, what was interesting to me, and this was just on the sidelines and watching it from a distance, not calling or talking to anybody. To me, I thought the worm turned when he had come out and said, Cleveland's off my list. And Baker had come out and said, I want out of there. To me, I'm like, uh-oh, Deshaun's going to get the bank and Baker is out. Because at that point, Cleveland couldn't continue the marriage with someone that they had already, that, that found out through a friend that you were cheating yeah, on you. It, you know, I... I because I, I remember that, and everyone's saying, oh, my God, the building's on fire. The well, Browns the next, have done it, it again. It was literally the next day and, we but heard I, about this deal. I kind of looked at it as like, guys, the building's not on fire. Like, the Browns, of all those four finalists that we're talking about, the only one that had a quarterback, an established quarterback, was the Browns. Right. And they chose to go down this path anyway. That tells you all you need to know. They had made up their mind on, on Baker for the long term. They knew the blowback and the ramifications once this got out that they were one of the teams they knew how this was going to play out publicly. They knew it was going to get ugly, and they did it anyway. So, I mean, they, if Deshaun would have wound up in Carolina, New Orleans, or anything else, maybe Baker, they, they could say, Baker, you got a contract. You're, yeah, you're, you're you contracted to, to be well, here. What are you going to do? Right. You're going to sit out? And I do, and I'm just, just supposition, but I would suppose that Baker, even if the Deshaun thing fell through, because he would have had to contractually, mm-hmm. would have gotten over it, and would have said, would have come back with this chip on his shoulder. Well, that's we what you want. That's what you want. Now you want I'm motivated back, Baker. I am playing my ass off, yep. and I am leaving you yep. and going to and, Pittsburgh. And they and would now, have said, okay, fine. Go we'll ahead. take that. And it'll be we'll take that. next year when not everybody's crapping on him again. Can he follow it up? Because he has not been able to do that yeah. in his career. No. But, not two years in a row, no. Right. So circling back to, to wrap it up, Mike, because I know we got to move. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> uh, what I would do is hire a young offensive coordinator. I would keep calling plays if I were Stefanski. Yes. I'd bring the guy along, see how this year goes, and maybe as time goes by, consider turning the reins over to this young guy All for that. as he's part of my program. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I, the, the, the hire that they've made that I'm most excited about is actually Tommy Reese. Like, yeah. I, I think he's he's a rising star. We talked star. about him yesterday. He's I, a I rising star in the coaching ranks. And he's Deuce, someone I, I, could, I could see him being a head yeah. coach in a few years. Yeah, <clears throat> he's on that path. He's yeah. on that trajectory. I, I, I believe they will bring in a, a, a more seasoned veteran office coordinator. I don't think Kevin Stefanski will call the plays. Um, I think this guy will call plays. And I think Tommy Reese is a guy who is in the wings that could be jettisoned and moved off as a coordinator, whether the guy performs worse. Or, or bad. I, I just, I think right now the higher ups are saying this. Listen, uh, we want Deshaun Watson to have a new voice. Um, sometimes new voices are good. Sometimes they're bad. We'll see how it works. I don't, I don't see any crazy names that I'm seeing now that make me excited. But at the end of the day, you know, we'll see how it works. Maybe it's new, new people, new personnel. Before we move on, I know we have to. I want to wrap this up with one question because I asked someone this yesterday. Do you think that if he is stripped, Kevin Stefanski is stripped of his play calling duties, that 
he gets to the point where he says, you know what? I can't remain here. I can't, I can't do this anymore. No, nah, I, I think Kev, I think Kevin's too pragmatic. And I think Kevin Kevin's best skill set to me ain't even calling plays. It's the fact that he, he has a calming like persona and presence in the locker room. It would be an unKevin like and, move. And, and people but play he, hard for him. I Is there think, any chance that I think happens? he should do that. I don't think he will. He's, he, he, he was, I, I he feel was, the same way. If I if I were Kevin, that's just my nature. I would if Jimmy Haslam said you lost your play calling. I said, well, you lost your coach. That's yep. what I, the, the, I'd go up. I'd quit. But, well, you person, but I don't I, think he'll do that. He, he spent 13 years in Minnesota yeah. under how many different regimes? Right. Yeah. It all didn't go his way. Sure. At those moments, now you know. he's the head coach. Yeah, I know. And and the person that I asked that very question said, "I'm not going to rule it out. I wouldn't rule it out. That's how important play calling is to Kevin. And everything that he has heard from Kevin himself le- leads him to believe that." He does not want to give up play calling. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, now, I, now maybe he has I, had a change of heart. Suddenly, yeah. But I, I, I would if I were him. If, the, if if that was forced on me, I would quit. I would walk. Yeah. I, I would. I walk. would too. Because to your point, even if he doesn't win Coach of the Year this year, he's the finalist. He's one of two right now. If he doesn't win it, the line to hire Kevin Stefanski will form immediately. I, a I team would, wouldn't he have done it already? If he, yes. If, if, if he knew, yes. if we already knew it was being, yes. forced. jobs are being filled. Yeah. Right. If 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 he walked, teams would fire their coach to hire him. Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I okay. think so. Absolutely. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. either. Because how many teams need a head coach right now? There's if still... I'm Philly, <laughs> I'd hire him in a second. Oh, I'd fire Sirianni full... and I would hire Kevin Stefanski. How many coaching jobs still open? Carolina, Five. Falcons, Carolina. Uh, well, there was six before the Chargers. I thought Seattle still open. Seattle is still right. open. Seattle, yeah. Carolina, Atlanta. I thought it was five. This, this Maybe whole, I miscounted. Is, am I wrong, or is this whole thing drag? I mean, That's, I know you got to get through the Super Bowl, but it yeah. feels like and this is dragging out. And you know what? It's out. usually the big domino. Like once the big, and I think Harbaugh was the big domino. Yeah. So now that yeah, well, Belich- Belichick out there, Vrabel. Yeah, it is, but yeah. I'm, I'm just wondering. I'm hearing that Vrabel might take a year. You know what? I wondered if Vrabel would take a year to see what happens in Columbus. So I've heard from a mutual friend that don't be surprised. If and I said, did Mike say that? And he said, we've talked this through a million different yeah. ways. So yeah. he didn't say anything definitively. The timing one is of the options was, the, I'm going yeah. to take a year. The timing and that's is, why you take a the year. The timing is perfect. If he wants Absolutely. the Ohio State job, and I don't know if he I've, – I've never talked to Mike Vrabel about this. I don't know that this. Mike does. I don't know that he does either. Because the way coaching in college has changed in three years. I still think Ohio State is different. I still think that's a different job than even Michigan. Like, yeah. That's a different job. Different payroll. But if, if at any point in his life he wants the Ohio State job, he'll take a year off and just wait to see what happens. Yeah, I, I believe that too. Because he can get back in like that. Yeah. He'd be well, hired by rumor a, was a he number was of teams. a finalist in, in L.A. He's interviewed a couple of times. He has interviewed, but he has not accepted It's anything. interesting, and then we'll move on. Belichick's only interview has been Atlanta, right? Yeah. Be, Very and, and like That we know of. I mean, the guy wants 15 wins, right? He wants to pass... Don Shula. Shula, and yeah. then what? And then what are you getting out of him? But Arthur Blank is 82, and who knows how much longer right. he but has you left. Ha- do you have to give up the whole organization to get him? Do you have to let him be GM? Because I, at this point, I'd never let him be GM. Well, well Jimmy that's joked why on the air the other day yeah. when we said that uh, he had his second interview in Atlanta, and Jimmy laughed and goes, let's face it, Atlanta had its second interview with Bill. Bill is asking right. them the questions. Well, it's, it looks like it's Atlanta or nothing for him. It almost does feel that yeah. way, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It is crazy. If you guys want more content that's not necessarily Brown, some more Guardian stuff, some more Cavs stuff, some more Culture Sports combo, then we got some exciting new shows coming up next month for you. We're launching 
a family of ultimate shows. G. Bush will be hosting the Ultimate Browns. We're looking for a Ultimate Guardians host. Jason and myself are hosting the Ultimate Cavs show, and Earl the Pearl is hosting the Ultimate 216 show. That's going to be a daily show, once a week for each of them, but we'll have five days of content. It's going to air in the nighttime, not from 11 to 1. You're not going to miss any UCSS content, but some more team-specific shows are coming to a YouTube feed near you guys very, very, very soon. We're excited about that. The first one is the Ultimate Cavs show on February 2nd, so make sure you all tune in. We talked about all the coaching changes, what could happen, the open jobs. One job we know is filled now is the Browns' running back position. Deuce Staley has agreed to become the Browns' new running back coach, replacing Stump Mitchell, who had his media tour on the way out. It's a position coach. They already have Nick Chubb. So for the sake of this discussion, let's all assume Nick Chubb gets back to 100%. What do you think, if anything, Deuce Staley can unlock that we haven't seen from Nick Chubb yet? I don't think anything, but I, I could be wrong. What is he going to tell him <coughs> that is suddenly going to make a light go off for Nick Chubb? Okay, but it, it, just how I look at this, it's not Nick Chubb. It's Jerome Ford. It's the other guys. It's Pierce. Like, you don't – nobody is hailing Bill Callahan as this great O-line coach because of what he's done for Joel Batonio. Right. It's what he did for the tackles. So true. So, I don't look at this necessarily as what, what more is he going to get out of Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is greatness. Like, you – what are you going to get? Yeah. I, I love the hire, by the way. Like, I've heard – I don't know Deuce Staley. Never had one conversation yeah, with I him. I haven't either. I've heard nothing but yeah. phenomenal things about him. Yeah. Yeah. And look what happens when you win, by the way. Not to go off on a tangent, but when you win and when you show some form of stability with head coach, with GM, these top candidates now want to come to you. Tommy Reese wants to come here. Deuce Staley wants to come here. Right. Deuce Staley's choosing this job over the Jets job because – Probably some of the uncertainty over Robert Sala. And you're looking at that going, well, if I go there, I might be fired in a year. Right. This guy's going to be fired in a year, so now where am I going to go? Yeah. So this is, what, like, this is what success and consistency and stability shows you is you start getting some of these guys. But I look at Deuce. Okay, Deuce, what can you do for Jerome Ford? Because I was more disappointed in Jerome Ford than almost any other player, I think, this year. It's funny that you said in that. Terms I, of, I have him on yeah. my three most Absolutely. He's on players. mine, too, because it was right there in front of him. Yep. He had all year – he had an, an every opportunity to grab hold of that job and make the Browns say, you know what, we don't need Nick Chubb. And you know what the Browns are saying today? Oh, my God in heaven, how do we get Nick Chubb yeah, back? Yeah. That's exactly right. And, you know, I will say this. He, you're right. I agree with your general point. Yeah, he's more for the younger players, whether it's Ford or, you know, who's somebody they may draft this year. But you never know, right? Like, the Guardians hire a new hitting coach. Yeah, he's going to spend more time with their young, unproven hitters. Doesn't mean he can't give of a course. tidbit to Jose Ramirez yes. that might help him. Of course. You know? Deuce Staley, one thing he was really good at as a back was a pass catcher. He was a big-time pass catcher as a running back. That's the one thing in Nick Chubb's game that could probably That's use a good point. some improvement. That's a good Maybe point. he could help him with that aspect of his game. Who knows? Yeah. But, yes, in general, there's no reason as a, a veteran coach and a veteran player who played at a pretty high level in the, in the NFL for a long time, uh, he could certainly help all the young backs on the team. Yeah, I, you know, I, I go back to it. You know, you can look at the relationship between Stump Mitchell. And I, you know, we like a lot of names around here in Cleveland. The relationship with Stump Mitchell and Kareem Hunt and sometimes all those guys. You know, what stood out to me was I, that seemed kind of a chaotic relationship. If you Like, he didn't have to say anything about Kareem Hunt, but when he did, it opened him up to say, okay, well, why couldn't you get to Kareem Hunt? What was you talking to him about? What was the certain things? He wasn't – that was a polite way to fall on the sword, but really he was cutting Kareem's head off. Oh, yeah. Sword. Just, just yeah, – You I, weren't here. We talked yo, about it. Yo, it's crazy. Yeah. And I want you to circle back and talk about those comments, how surprised you were 
A, that he did an interview. You never see that. But B, what he said. And he said, well, and I wanted to make, ask you about this. And he volunteered this. it. In the interview he's, with Cam Justice. He's, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. We, we, that was interview. Yeah. yeah. So, what, why did, when he said they brought in a lot of guys, some of them I didn't agree with. He said he, they brought some guys in. I didn't necessarily ask for them or agree with it, but I tried. I said, what do you mean? I, the, the Kareem thing is really interesting because I think he's not the only coach that had a problem with Kareem. Kareem doesn't have a great reputation. No, not at all. Not at all. Especially now. But like, and, and that it's part of the why I kept saying like, he's got three wheels. He's got three wheels. Like, I wasn't the only one saying that. I so. have a bet with Tyvis. I think he'll get another carry in the NFL. Oh, Tyvis no. said he is done. Oh, he's done. No. He's done. He will never carry the ball in the NFL wow. again. He's done. He okay. was done this year. The only thing I brought him back was the injury to Nick. Uh, however, though, and you know this. Year, you know this. There is a – he fills a need. And he, it's those he, short he's, yardage he's situations that teams he, find he themselves in. He filled a role. He filled, yeah. he and, filled and, a role and on the team. not just a role. It's not like you're a third down pass catcher. But it's this not, puts points on the board. Yeah, but it's and it's, that comes it's at not, a premium. It's not a role that's irreplaceable by someone else. Now, what if what if all of the criticism publicly now, it's out there on boards and on video. What if Kareem finally, with this come to Jesus moment, gets in the lab, works his ass off drops 15 pounds, and comes back. and So you're telling me no one I mean, is going to bring him in next year. I'm, I would be surprised. I'm I won't, I, I've learned to never say never. On right. opening day. I've gotten burned on, on that. On opening day, at least. Maybe, you know, maybe hey, injuries. I would be surprised yeah. if he's in camp with the, the team. The way, I'll say that. The right. way politics work in the game, that's why people don't talk about politics. The NFL is all about politics. When somebody gets on record God, and, and, and admonishes you, that means that is a, that is a scarlet letter. This guy, buy at your own risk, right? There's, Especially a guy with Stump's reputation. The, but here's the thing. This is this is the thing. When Stump did that, I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, but Stump, they didn't give you the scarlet letter. Because they could have came out and said, the reason Stump Mitchell is up out of here is because he was right, undermining but, X, Y, and Z. Well, we but all it, heard about it. Yeah. So they leaked that. But, 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 but they didn't have to attach their name to it. But, gee, the... the, in, the situation though is as Jason said we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed 93% of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed guys around the league know his reputation anyway so my guess is that even without Stump saying what he said, that the powers that be already know that all that yeah. stuff. Stump I, ain't the only one in that building that felt that way. I will yeah. give you. I, I will say this, I, but it's like I, I just I think am I am I concerned about it or is it something I'm surprised about? No, but I will say this: in this industry, I would look badly upon someone that's like saying if I left this show right, and the people will say, you know, we know Adam Bull is a hothead. He says well, how he feels. And I leave the show, go to a new show, 
and I do a public interview and be like, Adam the bull. Let me tell you what he was doing X, Y, and Z. I tried to tell him he yeah, was that's tripping. Violating the code. Like, whoa, whoa, people. <laughs> yeah. Jay and Jay, Jay seemed like that was Bush League, bro. Yeah, you I was surprised. Left that at the house. I was surprised he went there because, yeah. like, yeah, it wasn't even asked about it. No, right? he didn't. Like, he just had that bullet in his chamber. But that also tells you the level of, of what he did. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> he Jay, was wilding in. Jay, <laughs> will, will Stump work as uh, at running backs coach again? I don't. I mean, well, you. He did no, say he was I, 65. Because he always had a good reputation. He did. Uh, yeah. And Nick Chubb, I'll say I'm yes. told, but if teams really like they can't trust him with information. Yeah, that's a that's a problem. Know, like, that's a problem. Yeah, that's what I he's think. He's just that, throwing stuff out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, you know, he may have heard his cause with the, with that interview yeah. a little bit. Here's the problem: the story that he was allegedly fired for leaking. He was one of six or seven that had told media members. The exact same. What thing. was the story? I don't even know. What was the story? Well, if if you followed the course of the events, it appears to me that all of this was done. I can't say. I can't say because Jay I was dancing. Jay, 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 Jay was dancing. I was trying to figure out a way to protect some people. Yeah, don't do it. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.